Recently, I came across a story in the Bible that really troubled me. It seemed out of character for God to do this certain thing. So I prayed to the Lord and said, Lord, what does this mean? What am I missing? What do I not get? How do you suppose the Lord could answer and help me? Well, you'll find out next on this episode of Better Life Today. This podcast is brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network. Since 1990, Better Life has been providing Bible-based religious programming to the public. For more information, including how you can view Better Life's channels on your TV or digital device, how you can contact us, or even how to make a donation, please visit blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. And now, here's today's podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of Better Life Today. I'm Doug Garcia, Creative Director here at Better Life, and with me is Sayudi Rodriguez. Sayudi, welcome. Thank you. Good to have you as always. We get together from time to time and we do a program uh, on Better Life that we sub-call Stories of Faith because we like to share things that God does Mm -hmm. in modern times today. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always a, a pleasure to do that. Now, Saida, you work here with your uh, husband, and you both manage the Spanish channel. Yes. I usually introduce you that way. <laughs> and uh, But there's something else we've been talking about on our programs recently, and that is your adventure being a foster mom yes. to a couple of kids. To the people who don't know about it, give us a little background. How old are they? And then, and then you have a story you want to share. Yes. We have two little ones. Uh-huh. We love them very much. They're adorable. Uh, we have a six-year-old little girl, uh-huh. and we have a four-year-old little boy. Now, in case people don't know, foster parents mean what? Foster parents is um, we're taking care of the children when their parents are not able to take care of them. Oh. And at times, it goes from foster parents to adoption. There are other times that it's just your foster parent for some time. So you're supposed to be a safe place for the kids yes, during are. this time when they mm-hmm. can't be with their parents. That's right. Okay, so you have these two little ones. Yes. And I often ask you because it just always makes me laugh or smile when you tell stories about them or things that they've done. And you said that you could share a story with us today of something that yes. just happened with the little girl. So our little girl, she loves Jesus. And... A day goes by and she's always singing about Jesus. She even says, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preach today. And she starts preaching and she just talks about Jesus well, all the time. who does she preach to? She preaches to us. Oh. So she says, oh, mommy, mommy, I'm, I, I want to preach to you. you know, and she just starts preaching away. Wow. So on this particular day, though, I noticed that she was not herself. She came back from school and usually even in the car, I go pick them up and they're in the back and she's singing her heart out Mm -hmm. and not this time. And I thought, well, you know, maybe she's tired. She's a little bit sick. Maybe that's it. But when we got home, she was not singing. She was playing around, but it was almost like something was bothering her. So nighttime comes and I'm getting them ready for bed. And um, we get the little one first, the little boy ready and he's in his bed and we're ready to pray with him. And, and I go to see her and I said, okay, you're next. Um, so just wait for us here. We're going to pray with your brother and we'll be back. And she goes, mommy, when you come, I need to talk to you and daddy. And I said, oh, okay. She said, something happened today. And oh. I just, my mind just started going wild. And I thought, oh no, what happened? You know, and just, and so I, I pretended, you know, oh, no problem. You know, I said, mm-hmm. oh, it's okay, honey. You know, as soon as we're finished with your brother, we'll come and you can talk to us. 
And I'm praying, God, you know, I don't know what happened. Hope it's not something yes, terrible. Yeah. Yes. So we finished praying and I'm, I'm kind of wanting for that to go by really fast. But we finished with him and we go to her room. And I kind of told my husband on the hallway, mm -hmm. I said, she really needs to talk to us. She said that something happened to her today. So let's be calm, okay? And he's like, you be calm. <laughs> he says, calm as can be. I'm the one, you know, like, oh. And so we get there, we're sitting down and, and she's sitting down and, and she's like smiling. But, and she said, I'm a little bit afraid. And we said, oh, honey, you could tell us anything. You know, it's okay. We're here. And because we don't know what really happened, mm -hmm. we're assuming, you know, that maybe it was just something really bad. So we're saying, you know, God is with us and, and we're here and we love you. And no matter what happened, you know, we're going to protect you and, and just trying. Yeah. And because she's not talking. You know, <laughs> so then finally um, she says, well, it happened at school. And she said, we were there, I was playing with one of my classmates and all of a sudden uh, he had something that I wanted. Mm -hmm. I think she said something like a book mm -hmm. and she said, I really wanted that. And I told him to give it to me and he wouldn't. So then I said, please, his name. And then I said two bad words. She said, she said two bad words. Yes. What could those be? And she said, and for us, it was like, oh, well, it, it's not, thank you, Lord, something huge <laughs> that we thought. But then at the same time, we've never heard her say bad words. So for us, that was kind of strange. And she said, and when I said the bad words, he hit me really hard. Mm. She said, he just kind of hit me on the face and it was really scary, she said. And, and then I didn't tell anybody, nobody saw us. She said, but I've been thinking about it, she said, and, and we're listening, you know, just kind of looking at each other like, huh? And she says, and, and I feel so sad, she said, because I think Jesus must be sad that I said those words. So it's not oh. that she was afraid because it was scary that he did that to her, but she was more concerned that she felt like she hurt Jesus. Oh, that she had not been the little girl she should yeah. be. Yeah, and then she said, you know, I feel that my gold heart, because we always tell her, you have the heart of gold, you know, uh, yeah. heart of gold. She said, I feel that my um, gold heart, it's dark today. Oh. And so we were like, and so we tried to talk to her and we prayed with her and we told her, you know, your heart is still gold and we can talk to God and tell her, we're, tell God that we're sorry for this that happened. And, and he loves you so much, you know, and, and it's good. But we did tell her, it's really good that you share this mm -hmm. because you could have just kept it to yourself. Yeah. And so we then talked a little bit about how the Holy Spirit, in, you know, impresses us to to see things that maybe we do wrong and that, you know, it's, it's impressing us to, to say sorry. Yeah. And so we talked about that. And, and the next day when she came out of school, she was so happy again herself. And so I asked, so how did it go with the little boy? And she said, he's still kind of mean to me, but I've forgiven him. <laughs> and so it was really cute. And, you know, those are lessons that you go back and you say, you know, Lord, Remind me what I've done this day mm -hmm. that may have put you sad, may have make you sad. And, and it's just big lessons that the kids are giving us. It's beautiful. You know, teaching children is so, you learn lessons about yes. God, about yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you, and the patience you have to have to deal yeah. with kids, because you don't, don't tell kids 
something once and they right. do it, you tell them again, again, again and again. again. Yes. Wow. Well, praise the Lord. But you know that that talking to, uh, listening for the Holy Spirit—that's yeah. the topic of our program, really, because we're we're going to be talking about what what do you do when you need an answer from God? You're seeking for truth, or you're seeking for direction. What do you do? And we want to share some stories with you today. But first, we got a Bible verse. Yes. That talks about that. Why don't you oh, share? Oh yes. First? And this is actually one of my favorite. I know I always say it, but this is one of my favorite <laughs> Bible verses. It's beautiful, and it's found in the book of Isaiah, mm -hmm. chapter thirty verse 21 and it says and thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left would you repeat that again sure it says thine ears shall hear a word behind thee saying this is the way walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left we often use this text when we talk about the Holy Spirit leading us. When we need to hear that still small voice to keep us from danger or to, mm -hmm. or to walk in the path of truth. And that's exactly what we want to talk yeah. about today. Uh, you know, I started off with a story about, I, had, I recently came across a Bible story that troubled me. And this happens to everybody, this is not mm -hmm. unusual. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to share how the Lord helped me. Um, I was reading, listening to a book on tape, but it's on my phone, you know, audiobooks. Uh -huh. yes. And it was going through the Old Testament when the children of Israel were brought out of Egypt and the Lord led them through the wilderness, trying to get them ready to go into the promised land. Mm -hmm. And then after, I guess, a couple years or so, tries to take them in. They're not ready for it. They say, no, we can't do this. this the people are too big and we'll, we'll die yes. and all. So the Lord puts them back into the wilderness for 40 years. So it was in this story uh -huh. I, was, I was listening. And it had gotten to a part of the story when they were still back in the wilderness. And some of you may be familiar with this story. When uh, there's an Israelite, there's a, um, they had a group of people. They not only brought the Israelites out of Egypt, but they called the mixed multitude. Some of the oh, mixed yes. multitude uh -huh. came out. And that was people who may, might be of mixed marriages or, or just Egyptians who wanted to join them. They called them the mixed multitude. And they were kind of separate from the Israelites. And there was this one who was, I think he was the son of a, Israelite woman and then an Egyptian man. Okay. So he was called a mixed multitude. And he wanted to move his tent into a part of the camp that was not allowed. Mm. God had given directions. These are where the tents go. These are where the people are. And uh, somebody from the mixed multitude can't move into that area until the third generation. Mm. That was law. Everyone knew it. He wanted to move his tent into a part that he was not allowed to be in. Mm -hmm. So he tried to do it anyway. He gets into an argument with one of the Israelites. They decide to take it to the judges. It goes to the judges, and the judges determine, you're wrong. You cannot move to this part of the camp. Mm -hmm. It is stated, God has stated, this is the way we do things. He got so mad, this mixed multitude guy got so mad, he cursed at the judge, mm -hmm. and then he went a step further. He blasphemed God. Mm -hmm. Now, they were shocked yeah. uh, that somebody would do this. They didn't even have a law, really, to take care of this particular offense. So they went to Moses and said, what are we supposed to do with this guy? Uh, he just cursed the judge and he blasphemed God when he didn't get his way. Hmm. And uh, so the Moses went to the Lord and the answer that came down, now this is the part that got me. The answer that came down was, you are to take him outside of the camp and you are to stone him. And those people that heard him do this, they are to throw the first stones. And because I listened to this book in sections, I just kind of picked up this one section. And at that moment, it struck me, 
Lord, this seems harsh. <laughs> it seems out of character. Yes. Uh, it, he just said something, and the next thing he's being, uh, the punishment is killed, yeah. to be killed. I didn't understand it, and so it bothered me. So I prayed to the Lord. I said, Lord, what am I missing? I've got to be missing something because the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Uh, and Jesus is God, and God is the Father. They all act the same. So this action was done by Jesus. This was a, a determination by Jesus. So I said, it doesn't seem to fit into your loving character. How, what am I missing? I let it go, because that's what I do. I pray, ask the Lord for an answer, and then I wait for him to answer for me. So I let it go, and I said, I'm, I'm watching for an answer. <laughs> and sometimes the answer is going to be right away. Yeah. Other times it may take some time. Yeah. But I've done this before, so I did it, and I waited. Okay. And uh, I think it was the next day, I got back into my car, plugged in the phone to listen to more of the book. And when I turned on the book, it didn't start up where I left off the day before. It went back to the previous chapter and began playing. Now, occasionally, it, you have glitches in your phone, and sometimes it'll do stuff like that. But in this case, I think you'll see why this is providential. Okay. It started playing the previous chapter, the story of the, um, the rebellion of Korah. Okay, yes. uh, those of you who don't know, there was a big rebellion in, uh, in Moses' camp. Uh, Moses had just been following God and doing what God wanted him to do. But there was people in the camp that said, no, I think we can be better. I think, you know, they won't let us go into Egypt or whatever. I think we can do it. You know, we should, I mean, go into the promised land, we can do it. And so there was people who built up a rebellion, a big thing. And it was like, no, you don't, don't do this. But they kept going at it. And in the end, um, after the Lord worked with them and they would not repent or turn, well, the, the answer for them was the earth opened up and swallowed them yeah. down. As I was re-listening to this, I decided to re-listen to it, even though I knew I was listening to something I already heard. I said, I'll review it. As I was listening to the story, it was like the Holy Spirit impressed me, Doug. Now remember, you asked me a question about this Israelite guy who was stoned. Think about everything that he had gone through up to the point in his life where this happened to him. So I started thinking, okay, the Lord brought them out of Egypt. He parted the Red Sea. He fed them uh, manna. He brought them water. He... Uh, he had to discipline them when they went astray. I mean, even Moses' sister, mm. when she got off track, she got leprosy as a punishment. I mean, this man had seen everything. Yeah. And after he had, oh, Mount Sinai, he had seen Mount Sinai, where the laws were given, where it says, you do not disrespect the Lord, da da da, da where the lightning and thunder, he had seen the light shine out of the temple that they had built in the desert. He had been witness to so much of God's glory and love and care. And the Lord was, spoke in my heart and said, Doug, after all, all I did done for him, after all I had shown him and taught him, I had shown him what the requirements were and everything. And after all that, he stood up and blasphemed in front of all of the children of Israel. And if I had not acted to punish that, it would have spread to more evil. Uh. And I said, I understand. Okay, I understand now. His guilt was so heavy yeah. because of everything that he had seen and that you had done for him up to this point, that the punishment had to be severe at that point to yeah. stop further evil from infecting the rest of the camp. Now it's a hard thing to understand because yes. we're so used to the Jesus of love. Right. But in the time of the, of the Israelites, the discipline that came was for a purpose of their salvation. And when they fought it and when they fought against God, uh, they were led to an, a course that did not work out well for them. Right. So. And the story in the Bible, what we're reading, it says what he did. But there must have been something earlier on. Yeah. Not, you know, you don't one day to the other just decide to blaspheme the Lord. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so... So his character was revealed. Yeah. He must have been a real rebellious person. Yes. Because, yeah, you're, like you said, you just don't do that. It doesn't yeah. snap one day. Right. So, yeah. so, there's, so once you understand more of the story, and I'm sure there's even more than I don't yes. even know, it makes, it makes clear. Right. So when the Lord brings us to heaven, he is going to open up the books for us to see everything. And we will have clarity and understand, oh, this is why you had to do this. And right. this is why you had to do that. I didn't understand here on earth, but now I fully understand. Yes. Anyway, so I, the Lord helps us that way. And, you know, it reminded me of a story of a man in Roseburg. He was an atheist and he started watching Better Life. Mm -hmm. And he told me later on, he said, you know, sometimes I'd have questions about God, like I had a question to God. And he said, I would ask God, what about this, 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 a doctrine or something? He said, then I would sit down and shortly thereafter, I would turn on Better Life and there would be the answer. <laughs> just what I needed to hear, just what I was looking for. Amen. So if you honestly go to the Lord and you, in your heart, you really want to know the answer, you're not being flippant about it or, or not caring, but you really want to know, God's not in the business of hiding from you. If you ask him with a pure, with a true heart, I want to know this Lord. I want to know your will. He will show you. Yes. Some way, he will show you. Yes. Now, Saidi, you've had, you must have had experiences too, where you needed to know something from the Lord. You had a question for him. How did he work in your life? Yes, I remember, um, and I think I've shared this before. Um, ever since I was a little girl, I wanted to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. And you know that Bible verse that we just read. The Lord, you will hear the voice saying, this is the way, walk yes. ye in it. Well, it seemed like ever since I was a little girl wanting to be a missionary up to when I was in college, it almost seemed like God was saying left, 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 you know, <laughs> because it was like, no, not yet. No, not yet. No, you can't be a missionary yet. So for me, it was almost like maybe it's just a no, complete no. Yeah. You're not going to be a missionary. Yeah. And so when I got to college, I remember... Um, just studying and doing everything that I was supposed to. And one day they asked if there was anybody that was willing to go out as a missionary. Mm -hmm. Now that's nice. And of course that was my dream, you know? And I remember somebody saying, you know, like her, we've heard that she wanted to be a missionary. And um, they started doing a, a process of paperwork and I kind of did it just, you know, okay, let's do this. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. And yet, I knew that I had to take this to the Lord, mm -hmm. like with every other project, project. So every morning, I would pray to God, God, do you want me to go out as a missionary? No, right? Because you've always <laughs> said left. No, no, no. And so I remember going day after day after day, and it was almost like I was trying to convince the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's not a good idea. I'm studying. You know, I have all these things, and, and just like that. And one day, I said to the Lord, okay, God, this is it. I need you to tell me because they keep on wanting me to sign papers and I don't know. So you really need to tell me if you want me to go or not. So here's the test. I don't have the money to be able to pay for a flight to go to this country, the mm. country of Kazakhstan. That's really expensive. And I don't have the money and my family will not be able to help me. They, they won't have this money. And so Today, I'm going to go to the place where I'm supposed to sign papers and everything, and I'm going to tell them that I don't have the money. And so the answer is probably no, and I understand, and it's going to be okay. So I don't this have is the you energy. talking to God? I'm talking to the Lord just and like saying, a friend, you know, just yes. saying, okay. And I, I went there knowing 
You know, God is powerful. He can do a miracle. But also pushing my own will and saying, it's probably going to be a no, you know? And so I go to the place. And even before I got to the office where I was supposed to go to, this lady comes running and she's like, Sayuri, you're not going to believe what just happened. I'm like, what? And she says, um, this has never done, been done before, but the conference, they decided to pay for all the missionaries. Every missionary that is going to the country where you're going to is going to be paid round trip, the round trip ticket to go to this place. <laughs> they were going to take care of the thing for you. Everything. Wow. And I remember thinking, okay, I just prayed to the <laughs> Lord. You know, I'm steps away from the office. Yeah. And here comes this lady to tell me what I had prayed for. If you want me to go, it's going to be paid. You'll and, have to pay for yes. it, Lord, because I can't. Wow. And the Lord answered my prayer that day, you know. And so it didn't happen when I was a little girl. It happened later in time. But it was just so beautiful to see that it came from God. Yeah. 100% yeah. came from the Lord. Friends, don't be afraid to ask God your questions, to mm -hmm. ask him to lead your life. Yes. That's what he wants to hear from us. Like yes. a parent wanting to hear from the child, he wants to hear you asking for help because yes. he's dying to help you. Yes. You know, there's a story that I like to tell that happened to a viewer of Better Life because okay. another way that God yes. speaks to us. There was a lady, I think she lived up, once again, I think it was the Roseburg area. Oh. It may have been Eugene. <laughs> and she uh, was one day... Um, talking to her husband, and she was addicted to painkillers. Uh -huh. And she told her husband, I need to pray to God to, to get me some more painkillers. And her husband said, what are you saying? You don't ask God for drugs. You don't pray to God for drugs. Well, she thought to herself, she went over, she sat down and she turned on the TV and uh, she found better life on there. Oh. And who was speaking at that moment on the screen? It was our, our friend, Pastor Clark, Marvin Clark was on the screen. He pops up on the screen. He's in the middle of a sermon. And he says something about, um, he says, there's a lot of you out there who think that God, that uh, you need uh, drugs to, be, to feel good and to have you know, meaning or whatever he says. He says, but you know what you need? You need the Holy Spirit. Oh, and she, so the reason we knew this is that she called us up. I think it was that night or something uh -huh. and shared the story with us. And I think it was like that she felt like that God was talking right to her yes. at that moment. You don't need those drugs. You what you need is the Holy Spirit to feel good. Wow. And, and then God will take care of that. Yes. And so it was another way God answered, uh, yes. spoke to someone directly in uh -huh. a way. So that is exciting. Yeah. And you know what? That reminds me. I don't. I don't know if we were planning to share this story, but it reminds me of a man who called and he said that he was feeling really sad that night, couldn't sleep. And he said, Lord, you know, I have this problem in my mind. What's going to happen? And he said that he turned on the television and it was actually the ending of one of our programs, um, Better Life Today uh -huh. with Henry Martin. Yes. When we had that. And it was just the last words that Henry Martin was saying. Just remember, friends, this and this and this. And that was exactly what this man needed to hear. He needed to hear that right then. Mm -hmm. Now, Sadie, we don't know where our time is kind of running down. But you told me of a story that, that just happened to you where yes. even in the little things, God had God an answer hears. for you. I mean, you didn't ask him for a big theological question. It was a day-to-day -day question. Yes. What, tell us me about that. Um, when my husband and I were dating, I had this beautiful scarf, uh -huh. uh, purple, and I loved it so much. 
but then it got lost. I don't know how. And so even before we got married, I, I didn't have the scarf anymore. And I kept looking for a scarf just like the one I had. It was just so beautiful. And I remember years went by, and it was actually recently that I went to a store and I saw a very beautiful purple scarf. And I thought, you know, I'm never going to find something as pretty as the one that I had, but this one is okay. And so I said, you know, I'm going to buy this. But I felt impressed by the Lord. Nah, don't buy this. Wait. Wait. Yeah. And I even prayed. I said, God, you know, I have the money and it's okay. I could have this one, please. And impressed. Don't wait. Well, it was the Sabbath after that, that a lady comes with a little bag and says, I have a gift for you. Ah. This is my gift. She gave you that scarf. This scarf, more beautiful than the one that I had before and purple. I love it. And I knew that that had been God. So Saidi, are you telling me that God's interested in something as simple as a scarf? Yes, he knows the desires of our hearts. That's right. Yes, and he gives us better than what we imagine. Yeah. So friends, nothing is too big for God. I've heard people say, uh, I didn't want to pray to God. About, you know, uh, people express, I mean, the idea that I don't want to pray to God because it's too, too small of a thing. Uh -huh. There is no too small no. of a thing with God. No. You can pray about anything, your children or your day. You know, I was talking to someone recently and I said, when you pray uh, for your day, say, Lord, I have my plans, uh -huh. but uh, you may have other plans. Mm -hmm. So intercept me yes. and take me where you want me to go this day. Amen. And then don't be upset when it happens. Yeah. You know, you may want to get five things done and you may only get four or three mm -hmm. because God had something else for you to do. That's right. You're better off doing what God wants you to do. Amen. So, That's true. You know, we had another story. I think I have time to spit it in real quick. Yes. A man from uh, Portland called and I had his... I wanted to kind of read it. Let's see if I can get through oh, it real, yes. real fast here. <laughs> and this is how God led another man. Okay. He said, Dear Better Life, I want to tell you, let you all know at Better Life, broadcasting is most aptly named indeed. Uh, in October of this year, of, uh, in October of the year that he wrote us, I was feeling very intimidated by what was happening around the world. After mm. so many years, years away from the Bible, I felt suddenly drawn to it like a magnet. I reread the Gospel of John and was broken right down to the ground. How could it be that I never knew God loved me so much? Then I read the book of Revelation and I really wanted to know what this book was telling me because it was a message from Jesus himself about the very world that was intimidating me. I prayed for clear understanding of the message of Revelation. And in a few days, and a few days later, I noticed, now this is the important part, mm -hmm. I noticed a new channel on our digital converter box that had not been programmed into it. Oh. He says, Better Life Broadcasting Network. And he said, it was Better Life Broadcasting Network. And I've watched sermon after sermon after sermon on Bible prophecy. And I'm not very, and I'm not very intimidated by the world anymore. Oh, My wife and I started attending the local Seventh-day Adventist church. And he goes on to say, we're in awe of and are now living the Sabbath truth, keeping the Sabbath. And it goes on to say the story is that he was later, he and his wife were baptized, I believe. Wow. Both. Praise God. The couple has been baptized. Yeah. So here was a man praying to God, I need to understand uh -huh. Revelation. And somehow it appears on his channel lineup and he starts watching. Friends, if you have a question for God, if you need to know if something is true or not true, do not be shy about asking him. Go to the Lord and say, Lord, I must know your uh -huh. will. I must know the answer to this. And he won't hide himself from you. He is yes. there for you. Knock and the door shall be opened, Amen. the Bible tells us. Seek and you shall find. This podcast was brought to you by Better Life Broadcasting Network.
Visit our webpage at blbn.org. That's blbn.org for Better Life Broadcasting Network. There you'll find more information about the ministry and other programs we think you'll enjoy. You can also send us a note via our webpage, and we'd love to hear from you. Better Life also has a YouTube channel that you can access by going to youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. That's youtube.com slash betterlifenetwork. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to search for all the Better Life TV podcasts. Until next time, God bless.